You and I know that making smart financial decisions can be challenging. But in the 21st century, financial freedom is no longer just for the 1% wealthy. It is for you and me. The question is, how do we find time, avoid making painful mistakes, and find the best resources to help us reach our financial goals? Join me on my journey helping busy families figure out how they can gain financial confidence and clarity, get actionable tips, and learn from the best experts on how to stop trading time for money. It is now the time you started living your best financial life. My name is Anna Shurgunina, and welcome to the Money Boss Podcast. Hey, Money Bosses. Anna is here, and welcome back to the Money Boss Podcast. Today, I want to chat about is there an art or science to managing finances or both? I had an interesting call with one of my future podcast guests and we were talking about a topic that he's um, really knowledgeable on and the topic was around how there is an internal alignment with what has to happen for all of us when it comes to money. So this is definitely discussion for another episode, but things like where you're in tune with how you're managing your money, how it, how it comes to you, how you're acquiring, and how much, how much effort you're really putting into or not putting into. So it's almost like on the subconscious level. So stay tuned for that interview. But as I was talking to him about this topic and just really thinking more about this idea of art and science, I started to wonder, is there really that structure that exists for our finances? And so should we always only focus on the science aspect? Because that's really where most of us spend our time, right? Trying to get better at being with our finances, handling your finances. But I think there's the other side and we really need to pull that curtain and see what's out there. I came across, this was a while ago, um, across a book called The Art of Money. Uh, and the author, uh, Barry Tesler, I'll link her, her, her book here in the show notes. She's a financial therapist, talks about how behind numbers or like budgets and spreadsheet, spreadsheets, there's a layer with all kinds of things, the emotions, history, feelings, ideas, habits, goals, dreams. So when you look at your finances, it is really it's not just about the numbers. It's not about how much money you have in a bank account. Yes, it really counts. I'm not discounting any of that. But there's this whole other layer that we most of the time don't really think about. The relationships we have, first of all, with ourselves when it comes to our personal finances and also with first to begin like significant others and then all your trusted advisors. So I think it's a really, really interesting topic. And behavioral finance has been something that I've always been fascinated by ever since I started practicing, you know, financial planning advice. And it it, it really just allows to see like what are those irrational decisions that we make and why uh, really kind of dig deeper and understand why. So Bari, Bari also supports the idea of money dates, which I really love because you guys heard me talk a lot here about having the time allocated to when you can regularly discuss 
your finances, whether it's your own money dates or if you have a trusted advisor, I think it's a great practice to kind of really step out of just like here are the hardcore numbers, here's how much we made or saved, and really focus on um, you know that that the, the touchy feely part of uh, our finances. I you know I always knew that there was this precise science of managing finances, and that's actually really why I got interested um, in, in this topic when I was in school. And this is what I really teach you here and, and share with, with my clients. And But I think we really need to step out. And I also start to see this and have been for years that every client is different. Every one of you out here listening is different. And we come from different backgrounds. We come from different upbringings, but at the end of the day, we're all going to be making financial decisions. So that's how we really tap in into this somewhat really not talked a lot about um, in, in the personal finance world, the art of actually managing your finances. So do actually check out Barry Tesler's book, The Art of Money. It has a lot of different interesting points. But today I wanted to maybe share with you a few techniques that um, I found to be helpful um, and, and I see you know a lot of clients practice as well. So I'm going to share just three fairly simple so don't don't overthink it. So number one would be gratitude and I think a lot of people don't realize how gratitude can take you way 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 out there where you haven't really thought was possible to get and, and when it comes to personal finances I recommend that you write down once a day. If you have a if you have a practice of keeping a journal, you can just probably have a little section there and just write three things that you're grateful for that day around your finances. And it could be things like, "Hey, today I'm 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 grateful that I was able to buy a cup of coffee" or um, "Today I'm grateful that the stock market had a great return." Or today I'm grateful that a paycheck came into my bank account. I mean, these are just simple things. It is. It could be an endless list of thoughts you have, but the idea is when you start to do this consistently, your mind, right? You create these grooves in your mind. Your mind starts to go there. Your mind starts to wonder. Your mind starts to look for these things. So next next thing you know, when, the, when a hard situation arrives, you're going to be handling it in a much, much, much different way. So I, I know I've practiced this gratitude, not only with personal finances, but just anything, anything you know, really in your life. And um, I usually write 10 things that I'm grateful for. So try, start with three, okay? All right, my number two is, is to really look at your schedule, if you have a calendar that you really live your life by, and put priorities on your daily, weekly, monthly, and yearly, okay? So start small, daily, weekly, monthly. And then if you wanna think that far in advance, yearly money tasks. So they start to feel to you like they're rich, creative, thought through, self-care practices. So it's not a chore. Um, just like just like appointments you have on your calendar, I don't know, maybe for some of you it's a chore. Like if you have to go see a, uh, you know, a doctor for um, your annual physical, or if you have to, just think of it as more um, more of things that are actually getting you there, getting you somewhere, not just, hey, this is the chore I have to do. I have to pay my monthly bills once a month. Um, I have to uh, 
checking all of my balances. I like it's not it's not the, the mindset of I have to. It's the mindset of wow, these are the things that actually really get me exciting. So I found it useful is when you actually have the priorities and the only way for me personally to, to, to put priority on anything is to actually get it on my calendar. So start with that. Maybe you can start with monthly, right? And then kind of work it backwards. Say, all right, once a month, I'm dedicating this time. Weekly, we just talked about money dates. And this is my point number three is, Learn how to have those money dates. And money dates are really conversations. It could be something very informal. Please don't think that I have these formal conversations with my significant other. No, we don't. It really comes at random times, but it does come. And we do make an effort to really sit down and have a conversation. Okay? So if you wanted to kind of have those self-care practices on a weekly basis, then, then put it on your calendar. It could be something over a glass of wine or a cup of coffee. But it's something that brings you closer together, whether it's just you, your business partner, right? If you have one, and then, and then of course, your family. So I've been a huge fan of these money dates. I've been talking about them uh, because they really start to create these shifts for you where, again, just like anything, the art is the, is the creative part of this. And so these are the things that I've seen work for others. These are the things that I practice. But again, you get to apply this in your life. So I want you to think about whether you believe there's more art or more science to managing finances, or there's both, or there's really just one, and you've got to stick to that, uh, to that process. Let me know what you think, and until next time, remember, you are the bosses of your own money. Hey, Money Boss. Thanks for tuning in today. If this episode did help you, then please be sure to share it with someone else you think will benefit from it too. After all, smart financial decisions are for everyone, uh, so don't be greedy. I hope I can help you even further by sharing with you how thousands of clients I worked with in my career over the last 16 years created their very own successful financial lives on their terms. It's hard for me to do this over an audio, and if you are ready for the next chapter in your life, then be sure to go to MainStreet-Money.com to get your free resource guide to help you begin correcting top six financial mistakes I see people make all the time, such as not having clear financial goals, not having a handle on spending or saving for the future, not knowing how to get rid of all the debts, and of course, not having a clear strategy or plan on how to protect your hard-earned money. Until next time, remember, you are the boss of your money.